Well, Vandals Weekly, and this is fun, the first Vandals Weekly playoff edition. University of Idaho into the FCS playoffs for the second straight year. Vandals get the four seed in the bracket, and now they await Southern Illinois coming to the Kibbe Dome on Saturday night. Going to be on national TV, bumped up to ESPN2. So definitely a ton to talk about today. Jason Eck, the head coach of Idaho, joins us. Coach Eck, thanks for being here, man. First of all, playoffs for the second straight year, so great arc for your program. What do you think of just being in? What do you think of the draw? Uh, I think it's a heck of a deal for our program to be uh, in the postseason uh, two consecutive years. I mean, the last time that's happened uh, for the Vandals, and that, that includes the FBS years because they never went to back-to-back bowl games, was uh, 94-95. So uh, a great st- step and credit to our players. And, uh, you know, we got, I think at this point when you get to the 16 teams left you know there's not there's not many good draws left where teams aren't that strong and I think Southern Illinois uh it was an excellent team I think they got one of the best defenses in the country uh you know you look um you know they played the number one seed to 17-10 they played the number three seed to 14-7 uh so they're definitely a team that can defend and uh, they have a veteran quarterback they haven't been the most explosive always this year but their quarterback has played a lot of football and that uh you know that's always scary come playoff time well, it's always a fascinating dynamic because you want to buy, you know, you want to get the week off, you want to be a seed, all that stuff, but you're going to be playing a team that gets to get their toe wet, right? That gets to play a playoff game already and, and get a playoff win. And, you know, also, like you mentioned, eight of the teams have been eliminated, so you're going to be playing one of the top 15 or 16 teams in the country no matter what the draw is. So uh, just give me the give and take there between, uh, you know, you obviously want to have a buy and a seed, but uh, Southern Illinois looked impressive last week and they got to sort of get their toes wet in the playoff atmosphere already. Yeah, you know, we had, uh, I was fortunate for the six years I was at uh, South Dakota State, really four out of five, because one year there were no buys in the spring season. Four of the five years we had a first-round buy, so I, I do think we have a really good plan for practice over the bye week to keep us sharp. Um, you know, when I, when I was in Division Two coaching one time, we, we did, we had a buy and lost to a team who uh, didn't have a buy. That, that kind of caused me to rethink just how we prepared and, you know, what was the best way. But uh, I, I think the bye was definitely beneficial, you know, especially you look at, you know, our starting quarterback was out the last game against Idaho State, so giving him more time to get healthy. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to come into this game as healthy as you could ask for at this time. I think we have one, um, you know, we have one starter who was a first-game starter who's out for the year with injury, but uh, really everybody else is available for this game. So, uh, you know, we're in pretty good shape. So I, I think it behooves us to ha- have a bye. Uh, obviously, Southern's, uh, you know, coming in hot and played very well uh, against Nichols, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have traded that week off for our team. Well, it's it's funny because we haven't talked in a couple weeks since you guys did have a bye last week. So uh, just a couple thoughts on uh, the the season finale. A great bounce back by you guys. And, man, you guys looked like you were on a mission. We were watching it, and no offense, but we turned it off at halftime because you already scored 56 <laughs> points. So what did you think of your guys' start and just the initiative you showed offensively, especially with Giovanni McCoy uh, not available? Yeah, I thought it was a uh, tremendous performance by our guys. I mean, re- really, that first half is, may have been the uh, the best half of football. Um, you know, I've been around in, in all my whole coaching career in all three phases. We played very well and had, uh, you know, created four turnovers and, you know, had a special teams uh, score with a big pick, uh, punt return by J.J. And offense was clicking even with Jack in there, and we got a lot of confidence in Jack. So, I think that was a great game for us to go into the playoffs. And, you know, I think one, one thing that I really credit our team, I think we have a lot of resilience and resolve and we respond. I mean, you know, probably three of our best games this year 
were after our our loss, uh, after our three losses. You know, we came back after Cal beat us and had a big win over Sac State when they had the long winning streak and were ranked in the top five. And then after the loss to Montana, we came back and beat you know Montana State when they were number two in the nation. And then uh, came back after the Weber game and played very well against Idaho State. But you know, the message of the team is, yeah, we we don't have that opportunity anymore. You know, we can't uh, play well after a loss. Now we got to bring our best football every week and uh, keep things rolling. But I, I think that was a good game. And uh, I mean, obviously I think it helped, you know, pass the eye test to the committee. I think we were the, the last game that was really on that had any, you know, playoff implications. So uh, I think that uh, certainly helped us get a good seed. And, you know, getting the top four seed is, is a huge advantage over getting the five, six, seven, eight, where uh, if we're fortunate enough to get a win this week, we can be home again. Are you and your family ready to embark on a real estate journey? From finding your first home to tackling complex land acquisition, look no further. The exceptional team at Array Real Estate is here to guide you towards success. At Array Real Estate, the team isn't just your typical real estate professionals. They're your realtors for life, committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Array Real Estate's roots run deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest as proud alumni of the University of Idaho. The team shares your excitement for the Vandals' return to the Big Sky Conference, and they're thrilled to support it as a presenting sponsor of Vandals Weekly, featured proudly each week in the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series by Skyline Sports. With offices in both Coeur d'Alene and Seattle, Array Real Estate's team is here to create an admirably memorable real estate state experience. Array is dedicated to delivering tremendous value in every transaction because your success is their top priority. Whether you're looking for residential properties, land acquisition, or commercial real estate solutions, Array Real Estate has you covered. They'll take care of all your real estate needs, making your dreams a reality. Ready to take the first step? Discover how Array Real Estate can help you by visiting their website, ArrayRealEstate.com. You can also join their vibrant community on Instagram at ArrayRE to stay connected with the latest updates and opportunities. Array Real Estate, your trusted partners in real estate and proud sponsors of Vandals Weekly at SkylineSportsMT.com. Let Array Real Estate help you with your real estate goals. Contact them today at ArrayRealEstate.com. Jason Eck joining us here on Vandals Weekly, proudly presented by Array Real Estate. Array Real Estate has offices in both Coeur d'Alene and Seattle. Sheldon and his crew, proud Vandals, and they're proud to be a part of Vandals Weekly each week. If you want to embark on your real estate journey, residential or commercial or land acquisition, give Array Real Estate a call or visit ArrayRealEstate.com. When it comes to that mentality, Coach, like you mentioned, I mean, it's great to be able to bounce back, but now there's nothing to bounce back from. you got to keep winning if you want to keep playing. So what's that mental adjustment like for you and your players? Yeah, you know, I think we learned a lot you know, going into the playoffs last year and uh, – you know, I, I think with a team that hadn't uh, been to the playoffs a lot, you know, I, I think just, you know, kind of the nature, you're really familiar with your teams in your conference, but, uh, you know, you, you never see Southern Southeast Louisiana or Southern Illinois on TV. You know, I think that's probably a little different than, uh, you know, the FBS playoffs where, you know, there's so, so much national TV with those games that, you know, heck, the guys from Washington, you know, probably seen some Georgia games and, you know, I think, you know, I think that's the big thing that I think has sunk in. And I've made a big point to the guys that, you know, even though you might not know about Southern Illinois, I mean, they're just like us. I mean, they're, they're a very good team. I think, you know, if you put Southern Illinois in the big sky, they would have been a playoff team and one of the top uh, four teams, top four or five teams in the league. So uh, we got to have great respect for these teams, even though we don't know a lot of, about them. And, and we got to play our best football to advance. And, you know, I think, I think especially when you have a matchup uh, between the big sky and the valley, 
And, uh, you know, I think those are clearly the two best conferences. But, you know, when you look at the champions the last 10 years, it's all Valley teams. So I, I think I think our conference has something to prove. And it was a good win last week for our league with uh, Sac State going out to North Dakota. But, uh, you know, I think our game is, is big against Southern. I think Montana State's game is big against, uh, you know, North Dakota State because I think to, uh, you know, to have that conference supremacy and really stake our claim that we're the best league, you know, we got we got to beat that league in the playoffs. The Big Sky was competitive this year, and, and we got to see all the top teams that are in the playoffs all play each other. So, I mean, you, you sort of have experience with playoff-like games, whether it was Sac State or Montana, Montana State, all coming to your your house. So how do you think the, the, the Big Sky prepared you for the playoffs this year? Yeah, I think it prepared us, uh, you know, outstandingly well. And, you know, especially, you know, we've had big games in the Dome. You know, we've had national TV in the Dome, so that's not new that ESPN2 is going to be uh, doing the game nationally. Um, you know, so I, I think certainly, you know, you know, this is an outstanding defense, but, uh, you know, Montana had an outstanding defense. Montana State's got a very good defense. So, you know, we played against, you know, high-caliber teams. I think our strength of schedule ended up being, you know, one of the top uh, 10 or 15 in the country in FCS. So I, I do think we're battle-tested uh, going in there. And, you know, we, we just got to execute. You know, that's the message to our guys. You know, the you know it's not like uh, basketball or something where there's a seven-game series or the World Series. I mean, we, we got one shot to play our best football, and uh, we got to anticipate the other team's going to play their best football as well because, uh, you know, one, one of the team's season's going to be over about 10.30 on Saturday night, and one team gets to advance. So, you know, I don't think you can bank on, uh, you know, there's not going to be huge talent gaps either way in the playoffs. There's not going to be, you know, differences in motivation where sometimes that happens during the regular season. You're going to have two highly talented teams who are highly motivated who are going to be playing their asses off to try to keep their season going. And, uh, you know, it really comes down to the, the fundamentals and execution to see who can advance. You also spent time in the Missouri Valley several years there coaching at South Dakota State before you came back to the Big Sky. So, I mean, just compare and contrast the leagues. What are, what's similar about them and, and what's different? Because certainly, I think, unquestionably, the two best leagues in the FCS. Yeah, no question in my mind are the two best leagues. And, you know, really, I think there's been some uh, convergence between the two leagues. I agree. And I think you have more teams now who are trying to uh, – you know, win with defense, win with ball Definitely. control, uh, you know, be good on special teams. Uh, you know, I've really seen Nick Hill, who I think is an outstanding coach at uh, at Southern Illinois. Uh, it, it really probably, to, to say it, it's, you know, North Dakota State set the blueprint with all their success they've had. And, you know, we, we copied a lot of their stuff at, at South Dakota State when we were there. And now, you know, you can say they've surpassed them over the, the past couple of years, but I think a lot of people are using that blueprint now, and uh, you know, I think I think uh, Montana State surely is. Uh, I think Montana State has has elements of it as well. Uh, I think that's what we're trying to do, you know, and we're trying to build it up. You know, we we still got to keep developing our line of scrimmage, you know, I think to get to the level of the you know elite Valley teams. But uh, Southern's kind of gone up a change. You know, early in the career they were more of a high scoring team, and you know, try to beat you. Uh, you know, forty two to thirty eight, where I think they've gone through a change now, and uh, this new defensive coordinator they have is doing a tremendous job I and mean, they're only giving up 15 points a game. And, uh, you know, they've had some, some low scoring games. They've had, uh, I think they've held four of their 12 teams without a touchdown this year, which is a heck of a stat. So uh, I, I, I don't think there's as big, as big a differences as there might've been, you know, back when, uh, you know, Eastern Washington was one of the yeah. top teams in the big sky and they were throwing the ball around, uh, you know, a million times. And, uh, you know, you got to build it to, to beat really good teams in bad weather in December in these playoffs. Uh, you know, we're fortunate 
because we have a good passing attack that, that uh, hopefully we'll get two games in the dome where we can uh, not have to worry about the elements. But, uh, you know, you, you usually it ends up playing. There's so many northern teams that are dominant in FCS. Usually you end up having to win a game in, in uh, cold, frosty conditions. And, uh, you know, you can't make excuses for that. you got to be ready for it. I totally agree. That there has been sort of a pendulum swing, and that's how football always goes. That's why it's fun and, and uh, interesting to analyze. Jason Eck joining us here on Vandals Weekly, presented in part by Old Works Golf Course. I know it's winter now, but Old Works has a great simulator there in Anaconda, so you want to keep your game sharp. You want to have some swing lessons. Uh, check out Old Works Golf Course there in Anaconda. Great destination golf for maybe in the future as well. So if you're a Idaho person or a Washington person, you want some fun golf in the summer, check out Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. Last broad question, then we'll talk a little bit more about this matchup. It seems like that's what we just talked about, the sort of convergence between the Big Sky and and the Missouri Valley, and also sort of a a return to wanting to do more power run stuff and and leaning on defenses and stuff. That seems to be prevalent across football. I mean, you see it in the NFL right now, too, with the low point totals and, and defenses of have really caught up. So I know you're kind of an offensive guy, but I mean, how, how have you seen defenses catch up? Why do you think there's been maybe a little bit of a, a evening out in terms of the, you know, the high scoring and the high flying offenses, all the, the crazy yardage totals, all that stuff. Why do you, why do you think it's come back more towards the middle? Well, you know, I think defenses have evolved. You know, I think defenses continue to get more speed on the field so they can match up with, uh, you know, spread formations, you know, with their, their base personnel and they don't have to sub uh, to do that. You know, I think there's teams that, uh, you know, mix in, in, and Southern does a good job of this, mix in different fronts for your line to block, which can create some blocking errors, you know, versus a team who's going to sit static and always be in the same front, you know, where they're at. Um, and, and just teams doing a really good job of mixing coverages. So you can't, you know, key, key into exactly what, uh, I mean, you know, what they're going to run. And, you know, the clock rules have shortened it by a few plays and, uh, you know, I, you know, we surely like to try to shorten games and try to help our defense that way by keeping them fresh and controlling the ball and trying to keep uh, good offenses off the field. So, um, you know, I, I just think the the dynamic has changed, and I think I think there was really just a sign when you really looked at some of the the stats. I mean, some of those offenses that uh, you know were really high tempo and running a million plays and getting a lot of yards. There was there wasn't always a great correlation to winning, and there wasn't always a great correlation to uh, complementary football, you know, where your offense and defense, you know, kind of fit together and we're, and we're all working together towards winning games. So, uh, you know, I just think that's the, the cyclical nature, like you said, where, where, where things, uh, you know, come around and, and cycle back through. And, uh, you know, if you can run the ball, if you can have, you know, good quarterback play where it's efficient and you don't turn it over and uh, be good on special teams, be really good on defense, that can, they can win a lot of games. It's tailgating season, holiday season, also right around the corner. Great gift idea i got one for you alpine touch they have great gift packages visit alpinetouch.com touch got some variety of spices you can use for both the turkey and the prime rib it's money go check out alpinetouch.com jason eck here on vandals weekly uh, what else can you tell us just about southern illinois what, what are the other keys to this matchup for for idaho yeah you know, i think the turnover margin is going to be big i mean that that's something that really uh you know, sticks with me is, you know, our, our three games we've lost were combined minus eight, you know, we're, we're minus two or minus three in those games. And, uh, you know, you get to this, this point where you're playing, you know, it's the top 16 teams in the country. Uh, you know, all those teams can beat us if we're minus two or minus three turnover margin. And, uh, you know, on the flip side, I think when we, when we can be on the positive side, you know, we were, we ended up being positive two against, uh, uh Idaho state. You know, I, I think, I think we can be tough to stop because that can create momentum for our offense and, 
you know, now we're we're short in the game anyway, and now we, we limit some possessions by, you know, getting off the field faster. I think that's going to be a huge factor in the game. I do think they're a team that, uh, you know, you see this a lot, you know, teams who, who have this style of play, you know, like to play on the lead. So I think starting fast, I mean, you just look at the, the difference between our two games against the Montana schools. You know, we did not start fast against Montana. Had to play from behind, which is what we don't like to do. We ended up having to throw it a lot more than we like to. Uh, in the Montana State game, we were able to start fast and, and get a lead and, and let the game go more the, the way we want it to. So I, I do think starting fast is going to be critical in this game, uh, you know, to try, you know, hopefully, you know, if one of these teams has to throw the ball 40 times, that's definitely not an advantage for them uh, between us and Southern Illinois. So uh, we both kind of want to stay play the same style of play. We both like to play on the lead. And, uh, you know, there, there are two games that, uh, you know, weren't, weren't the closest, you know, uh, you know, Youngstown State, North Dakota State, we're both able to, you know, generate leads and make them play from behind and make them be more one-dimensional. And, you know, they want to be balanced. They want to be, they want to run the ball and be physical up front and not, not be a team that throws it 40 times. So uh, just, you know, trying to keep it our type of game I think is critical. Last thing then, uh, how do you hope your team just embraces the, this playoff mentality that you're going to need on Saturday? I mean, what are the, uh, what are the key factors mentally for you guys to, to go out and get a win and keep on moving on? Yeah, you know, you're, you're playing – your tails off to try to get another week with your teammates. You know, I think our team, you know, generally, genuinely cares for each other and, and loves uh, being together. And uh, you know, that's really what this is an opportunity for. It's an opportunity to go win a game and, and spend another week together. You know, with your brothers that you've created such strong bonds with uh, over the last year. And uh, you know, I think playoff football in the Kibbe Dome. I think we're going to have a great crowd. I think the uh, ticket sales have been very good so far. We've had some you know generous uh, donors step up and put money into a fund to get student tickets, you know, just, you know, that's new for our people that, uh, you know, it's an NCAA event. We, have, we haven't had a game in the Kibbe Dome in 30 years uh, in the playoffs. So uh, it's new new for just, you know, teaching people that, just how, how NCAA events are different than regular season events. But uh, I think it certainly can be a good uh, good home field advantage and uh, just a neat thing for our community, you know, to have. You know, we, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, it was a tough, you know, last year, last 13 months for our uh, community and, uh I think it's exciting that uh, we get to bring some uh, some joy to the community and have some you know playoff football at home in December in the Kibbe Dome for the first time in a long time. Jason Eck here on Vandals Weekly. It's presented in part by Alpine Touch. Coach, I hope you got our gift package. I had the guys from Alpine Touch send you did, some man. stuff over. That's some good stuff yeah, right thank there. Thank you very much. Some jerky and some uh, also some spices there. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully uh, over the Christmas holidays we'll uh, be cooking some stuff up with that stuff. So I appreciate it. Of course, man. Well, best of luck this week. We're certainly rooting on from afar, and uh, we'll talk to you next week either way, but hopefully it's after a victory. So thanks so much for being here. All right. Thanks a lot, Coulter. Take care. He's up. Alpine Touch is known as Montana's Special Spice, but you can get Alpine Touch everywhere. They have it at retail locations throughout Idaho as well, and you can also easily order Alpine Touch at alpinetouch.com. Holiday season, so... You want to season up your bird, you want to season up your prime rib, Alpine Touch is money. It's also tailgating season. Need something for the grill? Money. I like to put it on my popcorn. Heck, you can put it on anything. Alpine Touch is an awesome gift for family and friends alike. Want to see their great gift packages they have available? Want to try the new beef jerky? You Want to try the new cold smoke rub, which is awesome on a lot of stuff, but especially on pork? Go check out Alpine Touch. Com. Alpine Touch, proud to present Vandals Weekly. Each week here, SkylineSportsMT.com.
Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor, spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place, and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that, plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have cl- custom club fitting, multiple state-of-the-art trackman simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406 563 5989. That's 406 563 5989. Old Works and their awesome PGA Improvement Center, the perfect spot for any golfer all winter long. 